his question to me was, if there was anything you could do in this world without any kind of, you know, impediment, what was it that you want to do? And I said, well, I want a brand. I want a skincare brand. And he said to me, well, figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) And I figured it out. And I took his challenge. Basically, it was a challenge telling me if you want to do something to change your life, if you want to do something with purpose, you can do it. I'll help you. But you've got to find the pathway. From the Insight Studio, this is Found in the Rockies, a podcast about the startup ecosystem in the Rocky Mountain region. The founders, funders, and contributors, and the stories of what they're building. I'm Stephanie, and on today's show, how Yasmin Khan founded Calm Skincare after a conversation with her husband on what she would do if she could do anything. My company's name is Calm Skincare. We're a new luxury, clean, natural skincare line. And our master ingredient is called Oud. Oud originates from my homelands of Pakistan and India. And it was around me when I was young in my home and in the temples I would visit. And then Oud was around me when I was older with high-end perfumes and scent care. And I realized this amazing ingredient was never put into luxury skincare. And I took a three-year journey to find out if this was going to be possible. And in September of 2020, we launched our direct-to-consumer website called calmskincare.com. Oh, wow. So I love that this is something that you grew up around. So first, when did you come to the U.S. then? I came to the U.S. when I was five years old. And I was born in Karachi, Pakistan. So I had my very young childhood days and memories there in Karachi. And my parents would light incense on a regular basis. And that incense had oud in it. And in, you know, from my research, I realized that oud came from the agar wood tree. And when I was young, this... The incense in our homeland is called agar bati, which means the wood light, right? And so when I did more research on oud as I was contemplating this idea, I realized this was all around me since I was young. And it's around me today because I light incense for my children on a daily basis because it helps them to calm the day and to, you know, elevate their spiritual levels. So it just felt like such a no brainer to me and something that I knew I could do and other people would want to have as well in their lives. Oh, that's so fascinating. I want to talk about, is this, so you're in the U S you're five years old, but you're growing up around this product. So Is this something your parents would have to find special ways to get, or is it pretty readily available and around in the U.S. also? Yeah, so, you know, there's a ton of stores that sell incense. Recently, you know, you'll even go into Whole Foods and you could find the incense there. But when I was growing up, you know, most of my growing up was in Chicago and in Atlanta, 
And my parents would seek out the Indian stores that would have our agarbati or our incense that we liked and what we usually used back home. So that's how we would find it in the local shops, the Indian marketplaces. One place was, I remember going to his Patel Brothers. Now in any city, you'll have a Patel Brothers. And in Patel Brothers, you'll find all kinds of Indian foods and delicacies and uh, spices and agarbati. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. This is really interesting. I don't know how I've never heard of this, but I love learning new things. So, so fascinating. Okay, talk to me. So before you started Calm Skincare, what were you doing? Like, what was your journey that brought you to this? Yeah, so, you know, I'm 47. And so this journey that I'm on was really happenstance. And really, I like to think of myself as an accidental entrepreneur. So my undergraduate and most of my career was focused on teaching and the legal profession. And in my 20s, when I met my husband, I was thrown into this, you know, journey of trying to build his sort of say his career and his career was in medicine. So I was working as a paralegal and he was going to medical school. And because of this, we traveled around the country because of his career goals. For him, medical school happened to be in San Francisco, California. Then residency was in Chicago, Illinois. He ended up taking a fellowship at UC Davis in Sacramento, where I basically gave up my paralegal profession and decided to have my first child. And she was born in Sacramento. Then subsequently, he found a job in Utah of all places. And this is where we are raising our two children today. Amazing. So you ended up in Park City, Utah, in Utah in general. Yes. And like along the way, as you were settling in, as if I understand kind of the medical journey is it's like you reached the end, the light at the end of the tunnel, if you will. And now you can actually lay down roots right. and it happened to be in Utah for you. Is that right? Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. and, and I think, you know, there was a guiding force that brought us here, right? There was a, there was some sort of spiritual element, some awakening, some sort of force that brought us here because, you know, calm really developed in my home in Park City, Utah. And it developed here because I had a peace of mind that allowed me to focus on the brand building on really what I wanted to put into this business. Okay. So you're in Park City laying down your roots and then what happened? Like, how did you start pursuing the skincare line? What inspired you to do that? Well, my uh, kids were going off to school full time and my husband said to me, you know, you've got to find something to do because I don't think you'll be happy at home just doing cooking and cleaning and housework. I think you're, you want more for yourself. So find something to do. I know you don't want to go back into the legal profession as a paralegal. I know it was very stressful for you. So find something to do. And I said, well, I would like to actually get a degree. You know, I wanted to get a master's degree. And that was one thing on my list. And the second thing on my list was 
to, you know, have something in the cosmetics or skincare industry. I don't know what that was going to be, but his question to me was, if there was anything you could do in this world without any kind of, you know, impediment, what was it that you want to do? And I said, well, I want a brand. I want a skincare brand. And he said to me, well, figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) And I figured it out. And I took his challenge. Basically, it was a challenge telling me, if you want to do something to change your life, if you want to do something with purpose, you can do it. I'll help you. But you've got to find the pathway. And I took his little savory request, if you could say, and I, you know, applied to school. I got into a master's program here at Westminster in Salt Lake. And it was all about brand development and narrative and communications, which fell right into what I needed to do for my brand, right? To develop it, to make it from one seed to a big tree, in essence. And I started calling around labs all across the U.S. I wanted to find a French lab to help me create the product line. I could not, for the life of me, find a French lab. But I found another way to bring these products to life by going to Paris myself. So that's what I did. I went on a journey to Paris, France, to find scientists to help me create my product line. And these scientists were not your average fair. They worked for LVMH, they worked for Dior, they worked for some heavy hitters. And I was basically a novice. I did not know what I was getting myself into, but I knew I had this idea and I was very passionate behind the idea of oud infusion into luxury clean skincare. And if someone saw my passion, I knew that they would see what it would mean to other people from my country and beyond what this could mean to a group of people, a nation, women. And so they took a chance and they started helping me to formulate the product. Oh, wow. I love that. I love the idea of showing up and just going to the place you need to be. It's been present in my journey too. So good for you. The master's program you were in, was that like a two-year program? Like you were pursuing this while going to school, kind of knowing that the end game was to create a brand. Right. So it was almost happenstance. I got into school in 2017 and I also created the company in 2017 in March. And I thought, well, if the company's going to happen, it'll happen. I'm not going to worry about it. Let me, you know, focus on school and what happened was school helped the company, right? Whatever I was learning in school, brand development, I was doing with my project team up in New York and Paris. So it was almost sort of a meant to be situation. I was meant to get these skill sets because I needed them for the business at hand. And subsequently, it was an 18 month program. When it finished in a pandemic, <laughs> I also saw in front of me a launch date for the direct-to-consumer business, but I also received another opportunity to go get my business degree from the University of Utah at the same time. And 
I said yes, because I had done it before. I knew how to traverse that journey and I was going to do it again, knowing that these different skills, the business skills, the skills of developing your own marketing plan, sales plan, OGSM, talking to investors, getting an advisory panel together, all these things I had not learned and I needed to learn in order to make my business scale. Oh, wow. So are you in business school right now? I just graduated. Ah, yay. Congratulations. Wow. That is so exciting. I love that too. I mean, I don't think this is the norm and I don't want to stereotype, but just this idea that you can reinvent yourself, become whatever you want to be at any stage in the journey. It's, I would say it's like a weakness of mine. It's this idea that I could take a break. I can go on a different path and then find a new one too. And you're such a great example of that. And so it makes me think like thinking about your years at home, raising kids, which I know for a fact is like the hardest thing in the world. Like you could for sure build a company after you've done that. But like while you were in that phase, did you ever have this like, I'm going to end up doing something else at some point, or were you just content in that at the time? Yeah, I don't think I was content just being a stay-at-home mother. I loved motherhood. In fact, I planned it out, right? I planned motherhood out for myself. I planned to have two children, but I didn't plan the crickets at the end of the journey when my kids were going to school. I did, there's no plan for what I was going to be at the second stage of my life and my career path. It would have been easy to just fall back into legal and paralegal work, but that wasn't fulfilling and sustaining to my soul. And I was on a different journey. I was on building my soul. And that journey was calm. And You know, I don't know a lot of people are into spirituality who listen to your podcast or who are on the journey of really listening and seeing the signs in your life, following the signs that some this divine presence is giving you. It takes time to see those signs. But at this point in my life, I've I'm seeing them and I'm acknowledging them and I'm making those pathways to meet them. So it's for me, Calm has been a spiritual journey, a growth in my skill sets as a woman. Because if you think about it, the eight years that I spent at home, that was a huge technological advancement in our country. From 2008 to 2018, there was a lot that happened. And I was a mom at home, not taking full, you know, accountability of what was going on. And it wasn't until I went to school and got those skill sets that I felt okay on standing on my own with this business. Interesting. I'm curious. So you now have Calm Launch and you did your program at Westminster in marketing and branding, and then you just finished business school at the University of Utah. Can you think of an example of how a takeaway from one of those programs has been a huge benefit or prevented you from making a big mistake that you would have maybe otherwise made? Oh, sure. Especially with the business program I was in at the University of Utah is called 
the master of business creation. And that is specifically for founders of startups who want to scale their businesses. One of the early things that I think I started doing was my cash burn was a little too on the aggressive side. I felt like, oh, I put so much into the development of my skincare brand. I went to Paris. I found the best scientists. Now I also have to do spend so much money to do social media, marketing, all these other efforts. It's not the case. You don't have to spend that much money to do all these other things that you necessarily have to do for your brand. They don't necessarily need to take that much money or cash burn. And my mentors at the University of Utah showed me that pathway. They showed to me, hey, look, you can do this on a smaller budget and this is how you're going to do it. And I think because they were able to show me that the company will survive longer as a result, right? So they showed me these clear-cut measures and tasks that I could do to help my company now make better choices on what it wants to do. Amazing. Speaking of capital, I would love to talk about that. You know, we're in a world now where we're seeing a lot of e-commerce businesses getting venture funding, which was not so common just a few years ago. What path are you going? Are you self-funded? Do you have a loan? Are you taking venture funding? And what is your thought behind your choice in capital? Sure. My pathway has been mostly bootstrapping my husband because I assisted him in his career path of becoming a physician, it was now his turn to help calm, right? So he went into his coffers and, you know, came uh, and gave us some cash. Uh, and he is now our an invest, investor and pseudo co-founder of Calm. But I also needed to acquire a loan to buy my inventory. So we went on the debt financing for that. And right now we are just, you know, on our way to generating revenue. And if we can generate enough revenue, all of that just goes right back into the coffers for Calm. But if we want to scale and have a larger marketing budget, that means I do have to go and get investors. So I think that journey will happen in about three to four months. Right now, the focus is getting sales and really having a solid advisory panel for the business so that I just finished business school and my mentors are no longer at my disposal, mm -hmm. right? So I have to have a, a crew of talented people who have gone on the journey of CPG, who have gone on the journey of fundraising to help me in those measures that I want to take for the company. Okay. So interesting. And I, I love that about e-commerce that you can get early sales, which can then generate revenue to fuel your growth. But it sounds like you're open to raising investment dollars to scale your brand. To do that, you know, I'm assuming, so correct me if I'm wrong, you're trying to show some early wins and some good traction points so that you have some data points to raise on, hopefully not giving away too much of your business as all of our us founders really care about. And so the idea of raising, is that going to be to expand your product line? Yes. So a multitude of things have more innovation. We, in the beginning, had six products that we developed. We've only released three. 
So we'd like to release the other three in the next year. We'd also like to increase the team members that are onboarded. We feel that we probably need a CMO. We also need someone to work on operations so that I can go on a full-time journey per se of talking about Calm, all things related to Calm, and why it's so important to have companies like this who are spearheaded by Asian women. South Asian women. I just didn't see that in that space. So I felt like, well, let me occupy it. Amazing. And you're such a good person to do it. You're so passionate about your product. So I have the most random question for you, maybe, because it's been a topic on my mind lately. How do you feel as a founder being the face of your company? This is so interesting to me because earlier in my entrepreneurial journey, like, I didn't even have a LinkedIn account. In fact, I've only had one for a couple of years because I used to think of it like, no, that's just a way to make it like easier to find me for salespeople or whatnot. And today I feel so many founders are doubling as the main marketing channel as influencers and all of that. How, what, how do you feel about that? There's a level of anxiety to that, I'll tell you, right? (laughs) Because if you told me, hey, Yaz, go and get another master's degree, I'd be like, I got this. But when you talk about the social media aspect, the influencer aspect, it is very daunting to me. However, I look at it as it's something I have to do. It's something that will further ignite my brand in the mindset of people. And the funny thing is I just finished a photo shoot and video shoot before I got on this podcast with you. So (laughs) it is something on a weekly basis we do here at Calm. And it is something that I am getting used to. And I know it one day I will be a pro at it. But like with all things, it's it's going up a mountain, right? So that is something that, you know, people tell me all the time, you're so personable, you're so beautiful. Why are, it's just not my wheelhouse. I am just not comfortable with it, but I have people around me also that are helping to calm the nerves in a sense and, and traverse that part of brand building. Yeah. I would say like, I think it's awesome in a lot of ways. Like what, one of the things I do love about seeing women like yourself representing their brands is just the platform and the representation to see these diverse people, however they're diverse, representing their brands confidently. It's pretty inspiring too. For me, it's like terrifying. It's like, oh my God, I'm like figuring out like an employee handbook and I have to go post something on social media and worry about if people like it or not. So I just turn off all the notifications. So I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. That's another anxiety part of it too. But you know, then you think to yourself, I'm more than social media, right? You have to think about, I'm more than just that. I'm a human being. I'm a mother. I am a wife. I'm a daughter. So I kind of take that into consideration and the anxiety level then goes way down. Great advice. Okay, let's talk about the launch of your brand. I want to hear like you launched during COVID. How'd the launch go? What was, what are things that you've learned? What was something that's not, that wasn't clear to you that happened? Just what was, where are the stories of this year? Sure. Yes, we launched in a pandemic. 
We will always be able to say that for our brand, right? We launched in 2020 also, right? What a big significance that is, 2020. I think some of the things that I've learned from the launch is that you don't have to have a very spectacular launch, okay? It can just be a light switch that turns on. Do not have these grand expectations because you know what? COVID took out all those expectations, right? So I think it it really allowed me to see that all the work I had put into the brand will eventually come to fruition. It didn't have to come that special day, right? So really leveling me down to a grounding force. The other thing that I learned during launch is what a BFD, big fucking deal that was. And you know what? One of my mentors told me that the way that I live is I really don't celebrate a lot of stuff right? I'm not a celebratory person. But my mentor said to me, do you know what you just did? You brought product all the way from France and now it's sitting in a warehouse in Utah. How about you pat yourself on the back for that? How about you went to a developer that only sees people from like the creme de la creme of the beauty business? How about you pat yourself on the back for that? right? Learn to celebrate yourself. And I think, you know, even though we didn't have a launch party, we will have a launch party. In fact, I think something's happening in July for us. So we'll have more content as, (laughs) (laughs) you know, to release for that. But I think celebrating the wins is as important as the journey to getting there. That is such great advice. I love that. I want to remember that. I'm going to have to write it down. But to think about what it takes to even just take a product live, to be willing to, I mean, the obstacles along the way, the doubt, even like, I think just the human brain can prevent you from launching a business, let alone the actual obstacles. So that is so true. I think about that a lot too. When I look at entrepreneurs around me that are working so hard to succeed in something, it's like, gosh, just their willingness to do it is definitely accomplishment. And, you know, I think the fact that I helped my husband through his career goals Like I was not going to take no for an answer. He was going to get to this medical school. He was going to get to this fellowship and residency. I made everything possible for him to do that. I was the project manager on that, right? So all that past work just gives insight to the work that I'm doing now, right? So all of that work had to happen for this work to happen, right? So I don't take it for a second why I was placed there and why I'm being placed here. I do think that my ancestors have a large, you know, reason behind why I'm doing this. You know, you're the women who walked before you and who paved the way before you are still with you today. They may not be here in physical form, but the soul still resonates. And I think mm. to I think about them all the time. Like they're the reason why I am here today. To take that journey coming from Karachi to the United States for my mother with two kids 
and her husband could not join her on this journey. She went by herself. And to know that she was able to do that in her lifetime, so I could do this in my lifetime, I don't take it granted for a second. That's such a good point too. I want to talk about your products and want to make sure we cover them. So yes. you have three products live. I'm looking at your website right now. Tell us about what are these three products? Who would be looking for them? How should we be thinking about them? Sure. So the three products that we released for the 2020 launch, our hero product is the overnight oil elixir. That is something that is very ritualistic right? We wanted it to be a nighttime regime because at the night, the moments of the night is when the cell turnover happens, right? So you want to go into this ritual of the oil with having a cleansed face, which is what you can do with our cleanser. So I recommend doing the cleanser, cleansed face, and then doing the nighttime oil, and our third product is the Mattifying Moisturizer, which, you know, is amazing for those events. Right now, you know, we have a wedding season coming up. So the Mattifying Moisturizer is perfect for that look where, you know, you don't want to be shiny on your most, you know, prized day of your life. It's great for events. It's actually great for photo shoots. I have it on today <laughs> for my photo shoot that I had this morning. So, and you know, we also like to combine the oil and the moisturizer together to get that ultra hydration going in uh, Park City. It's very dry. So that has been my lifeline right there, keeping me, you know, mo I hate to say moist, but more like supple. <laughs> So keep your you know face supple and ready to really take on the elements because you know we, there's a lot of pollution that we don't think about a lot of aggressors in our lives on a daily basis that we are confronted with a lot of light and you need that foundational skincare that will you know protect you from those elements as well as you know take away those dark spots that you see that are coming in with age and give you that softness and glow that you want. Awesome. Thanks for explaining the products. Sure. What is your vision for the future? So talk to me 10 years from right now, where will calm skincare be? Wow. 10 years from now, I see myself onboarding my brother because I'd like him to be part of my journey. He was very instrumental in myself growing up. I think if I didn't have my brother with me, you know, I wouldn't be as competitive or as <laughs> ambitious as I am today. And I would also like to bring my husband more fully on boarded. So people is a big part of the journey, right? Mm. People and relationships and really having their inputs and their mind share I think makes the brand just more worldly and more global. And that's kind of where I want to be. We're already a global brand considering that we're manufactured in Paris, France. But I think skipping over to the pond and going to retailers, those are all the things that I'm hoping to do in the next five to 10 years. I am excited to build my team. I am excited to be a leader that really is conscious about growth, healthy growth.
growth startup, not the toxic growth that we see happening all around us. You know, I really want to be a representation for young women out there to grow startups in a healthy manner, right? Nothing is going to pass you by. If you work hard, if you put your passion into it, nothing's going to pass you by. So I just don't want people to have that aggressive nature to startups anymore. I think that Mm. time is over. Yeah, I know a lot of founders that would hope that time is over. Okay, I want to transition us into our rapid fire questions. Is that okay with you? Sounds great. Go. All right. So in the next 30 days, what are you looking forward to either personally or professionally? I am going to have a pseudo launch party. So I'm really looking forward to that. I also turn 48 in July. So (laughs) I'm looking forward to making that milestone and having friends and family around me to celebrate. Awesome. If your company shut down for a week and you could do anything with your time but work, how would you spend that week? Uh, I would be in Paris, France. Like, tell me what you do when you go there. Eat a lot of food. (laughs) (laughs) I love food there. I love croissants. I love to just take a stroll. I'm a big, you know, fashionista. So I like right now I would be a window shopping because all my money is going into my brand, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm a big fashionista. So I like to peruse. I'd like, I would go to Dior. I would go to Chanel and just look. Yeah. And right. Cause with looking, you get ideas and you, your creativity boils. Right. So I, I definitely think taking an international trip is something I'd do if I could for a week. Yes. I love it. I can't wait to travel again. Anything binge worthy in your life right now, books you're reading, podcasts, TV shows. Yes. I've been listening to Matthew McConaughey's green light. I've heard so many good things. And you know what? I take that on walks. So my husband and I go in the morning, we take these long walks and we listen to his podcast or his book really. And it's just an amazing tell-all, an amazing narrative of his life. The words he uses are so captivating and I really see him in a different light now. I have heard that exact statement from so many people of like, I just don't even look at him the same way now that I know this. So great. Cool. I need to add it to my list. I haven't done that yet. Who is someone you're really looking up to right now? Wow. That's a good question. You know, I am really looking up to my kids, my children who have traversed this pandemic and everything that it has brought to them in their lives, good and bad. They are so resilient. And I think to myself, wow, I don't need to worry about you two girls because you have got this, right? You have got this in spades. I am lucky to be their mom. And I just look up to them and see like, you know, I don't think for a second that I'm the person that, you know, facilitated any of their characteristics, for some reason, I think, you know, I don't, I'm just like, wow, how did you become this way? Like, you're amazing. And, you know, they say to me, mommy, it's because of you. 
It was funny the other day, my daughter was like, what's the baseline now, mom, for education? I mean, you have two masters and dad is a medical, you know, specialist, doctor, fellowship trained. What's the baseline? I'm like, well, the baseline is two masters. I hate to tell you. (laughs) Well, see, I know, like, I, I can't figure out what it is myself anymore. That's great. What is a current challenge you're facing either professionally or personally? I think the current challenge I'm facing is just take it a little slow, right? I've been on sort of a roller coaster for the past four years. The challenge is just take a deep breath and enjoy, like I said, celebrating is hard for me. So just enjoy the fruits of my labor. Enjoy my kids' faces, right? Enjoy those little moments, you know, and everything is a process. Everything takes time and you know, there's stepping stones to trying to achieve things, but it's okay to go for a round of golf. It's not going to kill you, right? Or your it's, company. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's okay to go to dinner. It's, you know, it's okay to meet up with a friend for coffee now that everything's opening up. So I'm taking those steps and I'm making those things happen. So good. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to follow your journey. I think you're amazing. Can you end by telling our audience where to find you and Calm Skin Care online? Sure. You can find me on my LinkedIn profile, as we talked about, Yasmin Charania Khan, and Khan is spelled K-H-A-N. You can find Calm Skin Care at www.calmskincare.com. We are trying to accelerate our followers. So please go to our Instagram feed at Calm Skin Care and follow us there to find out what's happening with the brand and stories about skincare and the amazing stories around Oud. So good. Thank you so much. Have a great day and we will follow you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Found in the Rockies. You can find links in the show notes or go to foundintherockies.com to get transcripts, links, and contact information for today's guests. If you like what you heard and want more, please rate, review, and subscribe to get notified as our new episodes drop. See you next time.